Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. The brothers, for you and I to live for the kingdom of God, it's going to require a, a perspective shift, a new way of thinking, a new mindset. What in the world would it mean to pray, Thy kingdom come? Seek first the kingdom of God. Know that your home is in heaven and live as if that's your goal. What we've done in the past simply can't be done anymore. That we lived our life in a certain manner because it was basically a Christian world, a Christian culture that we're living in. That time, those times are over. It's not enough to be a believer. It's not. You, it is not sufficient for you just to believe and that's it. You cannot be a believer. Being a believer leads to being a follower. Instead of all these things we're worried about that consume our thoughts and our minds, instead of using your mental energy on that, instead, seek his kingdom. What in the world would it mean to pray, thy kingdom come? Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, day two with John Coughlin from the City of Joy, Rwanda. Great conversation yesterday, uh, Monday, February 14th, and it's Tuesday, uh, February 15th today. And very likely, possibly, John may be in transit to Rwanda. We'll see uh, if that's true or not. My, I should be in 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 Rwanda at City of Joy right now. Oh, at this point you'd at be this point, okay. Yeah. So as we're as we're listening today, yep. God willing, because uh, we're recording this a little bit in advance, but God willing, you'll be in the City of Joy, oh, yeah, the, the precious our... place that we're talking about yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. So yesterday we we ended our episode celebrating some of the the historic and and I picked that word uh, specifically because I I think when you take a look at the context of the tragedy and the trauma that's been endured through genocide in in Rwanda, and then you look at the transformational effect that Christian education is having in the community you're serving at the City of Joy, Rwanda, uh, it's exciting to, to hear yeah. about the, the effects. And so historic is really the proper word to describe the, the academic gains that your students are experiencing. Can you kind of just reiterate that as we, as we orient our, leader, or our, our listeners to, to day two of this conversation? Revisit, if you would, what are some of the gains that you're making uh, academically, culturally in the community that City of Joy Rwanda Christian School is serving? Yeah. Um, so yesterday I'd, I'd mentioned that our, our, our first graduating classes from, from sixth grade um, performed extremely well on, on their national exam. So they scored really the, in the, the top in, in the country, uh, the highest uh, five to six percent of, of kids in, in the country. I mean, that's so if you put that in the context of, of scores as we understand them in America, that'd be, you know, in the, in the 95th percentile. Yeah. Yeah, there which we go. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, if it, you, if you, I mean, to put that, I'm, I'm going to stop and nerd out on this for just sure, a minute yeah. as an educator. But if if I was a school that could commit to my community and to my parents that I was going to take, you know, you said 29 out of 34 students scored yep. in the 95th percentile. Yeah. If I could represent that I was going to take that percentage of students from from any given class within this school into the 95th percentile, Wow. 
Yeah. That's it, unbelievable. Well, thank you. And I wish I could take credit for it. Um, and I mentioned yesterday, I'm, I'm not an educator. Um, and, and really, I came to City of Joy late. Um, I'm standing on the shoulders of, of those who came before and, um, and really the hard work of our, our teachers and, and principal. Yeah, Elliot Keem and, and even really Todd and Andrea. Ellis yeah, have, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They've done absolutely. So it's it's really I'm I'm it's fun to be in this place of of getting to um, reap the the or harvest the fruit that uh, that others work so so hard for. Um, but now we're beginning to build build on that. Um, you know, City of Joy is in a this very poor part of of the country, um, where where families struggle to even get get one meal a day, um, and other schools uh, in the area. There are we have some some other schools in the area. They've got um, you know sixty to eighty kids in in one classroom, uh, and so the education that is being provided in in the public schools, um, it's uh, there's just a lot of work that needs to be done. Um, but our reputation in in really in in the whole country is beginning beginning to grow. Um, we had uh, our school has now been open for for teachers from the surrounding community to come and and to learn uh, about how how City of Joy is is doing things. Uh, other principals are are coming to to see um, what's happening. You know, we had this reputation of being a um, a small school for poor kids, um, but now we have the, a reputation for being um, an excellent ac- academic institution. Wow! Um, and and we actually have you know our our mission is for um, is to elevate these kids to elevate this community out of extreme poverty through Christian education and development. Um, and so we are always focused on. Uh, on on the poorest of of the poor, um, but we now have people um, who have means who are asking to send their kids to to our school, who are willing to pay full tuition um, to have their kids uh, attend our school. And because right now the majority of your students um, don't have the means to pay the tuition required to fund the school. No, that's right. Um, we are our school is run almost entirely on um, sponsorship. So folks in in America, uh, primarily in America, who are uh, sponsoring kids, um, and they send in a, a little bit each month to to cover the tuition uh, for the school, um, and that's that's really how we. So want those it parents to be. still have skin in the game. Yes, yeah, they do. They do. Um, uh, the, but it's 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 the idea of of sponsorship that really floats the boat. If you that's will. right, wow. yeah, okay. yeah. Neat. But now you've got you've got due to reputation. You've got families of affluence from the community That's right. and surrounding areas that are sending students uh, to this formerly small school for poor students. That's, yeah, that's yeah. that's transformational. That's, yeah, it's so cool. It's great. Um, so yeah, we're just really excited about about what God has done, and um, we're excited about what we think He might be doing in the future. So let's talk about some of the differences between Rwandan education and American education, because we have one understanding, and and I don't know if it's American presumption, but we we presume to think that the way we educate maybe is the way that everybody educates around the world. The more we travel, the more I travel, the more I realize, no, we're we're a little bit of an anomaly, and that's certainly the case. There's some some vast differences. Um, in terms of just the the means of education, but also the mode in terms of there's kind of two tracks of yeah. Rwandan education. You mind articulating what what does Rwandan education 
look like? Yeah. Um, so there, there, there are two tracks. One is the, the Rwandan track, um, and that's where you're using Rwandan national curriculum. Uh, and it's, it's really general education up through, uh, through ninth grade. Uh, but in ninth grade, um, students specialize uh, and secondary schools specialize as well. And so you might be a, uh, a technology school, you might be a, um, a biology school, you might be a, a language school or, um, or a vocational school. Uh, and so at, at, at 10th grade, uh, students will choose a, a track um, that they'll, they'll be on through university. So they're, they're and, choosing a track. And then they're because schools specialize, they're also choosing a school. That's right. Now, within that choice, do they have to leave the community that they grew up in? Do I mean, how often is it the case where a student has the opportunity to stay within their community, or do a, a great number of students actually migrate to different areas to go to these schools? Yeah, if if most students who are going to secondary school will leave their community, really, um, wow. yeah. So for secondary schools are mostly. Um, boarding schools in in Rwanda. Okay, <clears throat> there are some some community schools, uh, but most kids are are going and living on campus, and that starts in uh, in seventh grade. Um, so that that piece also is very different from mm-hmm. uh, from America. Uh, so that's that's track number one. That's track number one. Track yeah. number one is this idea that there's a national curriculum and then a, a primary school. Is that what it's called? Primary school, yeah. And then a secondary, a secondary school. school. And, and do you have any idea how many, what percentage of students actually um, articulate from primary to secondary? Is there a group of students that do not continue their education? Yeah, there is a group of students that, that don't. And I can't give you the statistics. I don't, I don't know them um, off the top small. of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the the second track is is the international school track okay. uh, or path that that a secondary school can be, and and the international schools are really for the the elite, those who have means. Uh, they're very expensive, uh, and they are meant to prepare kids to go to uh, university somewhere else in in the world. Uh, and so families who are on that in in the international schools really have means to to see their kids through um, through university. Yeah, if the average daily income in Rwanda is a buck 90, yeah. I cannot imagine there's too many families that are able to articulate up into international secondary schools. Yeah. That's right. Um, so and we, let alone then afford the travel and expense associated with university abroad. That's right. Wow. That's right. Uh, and so we are at a point where we're trying to figure out God what where do you want us to be? Um, are we going to be on that that national Rwanda national path, or are we going to be on the the international school path? And and honestly, neither one are are too appealing uh, to us. We think that that maybe God has a a third way for us uh, forward. You know, our because our mission is to elevate the community out of poverty through Christian education and development. Um, our kids need to have. A great education. They need to be fully equipped to do that. Um, if we go the international route, then we're going to be sending our best resources outside of the country, hmm. um, with the hope that that someday they'll come back and, and reinvest. Um, if we stay on the Rwanda national um, path, um, we're just not sure that 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 path will fully equip our 
our students to do what needs to be done um, in the country. Uh, and so we're wondering if there's a, a third way that that doesn't exist yet, um, that we can't even fully articulate yet, um, but maybe there's a, another another way forward. Uh, and so we're, we're really praying through, through And one that. of the things I heard you say, you know, yesterday we, in the podcast, we mentioned a book called When Helping Hurts. Yeah. And it's this idea that, um, and it's so often, it's, it's something that's been um, promoted uh, without intent, that there is this great white savior that comes mm-hmm. in from, from the United States or some, you know, wealthy nation. And the ideas and the resources that, that, the great white savior brings is able to redeem the culture of of these needy communities. Yeah. That's too often not the case. It is the case that God uses the resources and the people within those communities to bring themselves up out of poverty. Absolutely. And to, to establish revival and to redeem the culture. But I heard you say yesterday something to that effect when you told me that you did not you're you're looking for this third track but you do not believe it's going to it's going to come through you or through the American. Can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Um one of the things I, I learned uh, when I was doing trauma therapy uh, around the world is that the person who has the problem is the person who has has the solution to the problem mm. and the person who needs to to walk it out. Yeah. Uh, and so as a as a counselor, you can't come in with uh, advice for you know, the people that, that you're working with. And the same thing is true for, for missions, is that the, the Rwandans who have the problem of extreme poverty in their country have to be the ones that, that come, that have the solution uh, for that problem um, for a, a lot of reasons. Uh, and so we're, our hope is that with, with this great education, that they'll be fully equipped to find the solutions to, to those problems. Um, and so even with, with education, I think it's going to be our teachers, um, our principal, um, as, as they're equipped by, by folks like, like teachers from NCS, that they'll be able to figure out you know, what, what are the good, the good things that we're receiving from NCS. How can we adapt that to, to our situation? Um, and as they collaborate then with teachers and principals in the surrounding community, that there's going to be something that, that comes out of that. Um, that, that and it's not going to come from us. It's not going to come from the, the American board. Love, it's going to yeah, come from that, them. I love that humility. I love that. And, and that's, it's in that humility that, that the Spirit of God is, is loose to move. Yeah. And so I just anticipate there's going to be some huge things that do happen. That's exciting to hear. So, if, as we close today, let's let's talk about if, the, if this community. I I cannot imagine if you're listening to this podcast, especially the podcast from yesterday, your heart is not stirred by what what we're hearing today. So, I wanna I wanna kind of approach that stirring of hearts from two perspectives. First of all, um, if we wanted to lean in to support what's happening in Rwanda, if we wanted to support the teachers and Eliakim and the work that they're doing. Um, what's your website where we can learn a little bit more about the ministry? What What are some ways in which financially we could invest ourselves in in the context of City of Joy? Oh, thank you for, for asking about that. Well, the, the website is cityofjoyrwanda.org. Uh, you can learn all about what's what's happening. And I'll put at that City link in the show notes, okay. too. Yeah. Thank you. Um, number one is, is please... 
pray. Um, we really believe in the power of prayer. Um, and I'll tell you, even our our team in R- Rwanda believes it even more than I do. Uh, there, we had a, a team meeting, um, uh, it was about a year ago now, uh, and I, I mentioned to the team that um, that we had two new supporters um, from from Norway who um, they had sent in a, you know a little bit of funds, but they committed to to pray for for City of Joy. And so I, I just offhand at the end of the meeting, I was like, "Oh, hey guys, we have we have some friends in in Norway now who are praying for us." And the room just erupted in in cheers and and claps. <laughs> I was I was completely so blown cool. away. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And so we believe in in the power of prayer. And so you can you can please pray for us. Pray wow. for pray for our team. Pray for um, our our leaderships that we have intimate relationships with with Christ. Um, pray that you know we we're in the process of building a, a secondary school right now. So we're, we're going to be in the next five years doubling our team, doubling our, our campus. Um, so pray that that God brings the right team members uh, to City of Joy. Um, you know uh, in your position as a, a leader of, of this institution that that how important the, a team is. Yeah. Um, so so please uh, pray for, for that. For that team. Yeah. It, and if you're so inclined, I would invite you to become a sponsor of a of a child at, at City of Joy. Um, our kids' education is is kind of a new concept in in our community, and so the example that our kids have seen growing up um, is is their parents, their grandparents have all been subsistence farmers, and so their idea of the future is well, I'm gonna I'm gonna farm a, a small garden and try to feed my family. From that garden, um, they don't have dreams of of becoming um, police officers, becoming teachers, of uh, owning businesses. That's something that's really foreign to them. Um, and so, as they they come into to City of Joy, they begin to to have those kinds of, of dreams. Um, but they really need people who to come alongside them, to encourage them, and to pray for them. And so, our, our sponsors they they do provide for. For the education um, for for the students, they they pay a little bit each month uh, for tuition. But I think even more powerful than that is the the relationship that is formed between a, a sponsor uh, and and a child in, in Rwanda. Um, our kids love getting letters from our sponsors. They love knowing that they're being prayed for. Um, they will when they get a letter, they'll they'll take it around and show their their friends. Well, and you mentioned to me, it's almost like they the these students in Rwanda see the sponsor as an uncle or an aunt. Yeah, that's right. That is cool. Yeah, that's that's what we're hoping for that yeah. that they see him as an uncle and aunt, and that our sponsors see the the child in Rwanda as a niece or nephew. That it's that that kind of real authentic relationship. That's cool. Well, John, thank you. And and folks, I, I would ask you to do exactly that. Go to cityofjoyrwanda.org. You got it. Um, and then consider how best we can pray for for this community of, of people that we're, we're learning about. And, and John, I'm going to invite you back in the future to talk more and to give us progress reports on how things are going, um, especially as, as Northwest Christian Sins teams. We're looking 
forward to sending a team uh, in the summer of 2022. That's right. And so yeah. That's exciting. Uh, so looking forward to future conversations. But but folks, I do encourage you to go to the website, consider how best to pray, and then do prayerfully consider uh, the opportunity to support uh, the work that's happening uh, there. So, so cool. And, and thank you. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for uh, Kingdom Culture Conversations. Tune in uh, again uh, for future episodes. Take care. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.